My name is Mikhail Woodward. I am the beer ambassador. I'm here every week to talk about the world of craft beer. And yes, you've noticed if uh, there's a there's a little bit of a time change correction uh, thing. So uh, when I first started this show more than four years ago, I was from five to six o'clock, and then I was that way for a couple years, and then um, they cut me down. Uh, there's a, a whole selective process on how many people want to do public affairs shows. This is a public affairs show, and I went from five thirty to six, and then uh, you know this summer I went back from. 536 back to 5 to 6 and now I'm back to 536. So, hopefully you can enjoy and get by with just a half an hour of me talking about beer and the world of craft beer for at least this quarter and uh which is considered the fall quarter and then we'll see what the winter and the spring uh have to hold for us, my friends. But I appreciate you guys being loyal and um I probably should have had some kind of thing out on social media about it, but I'll just be honest with you, I found out this Last weekend, I had uh, the holidays going on. So, um, yeah, I, I literally went from services today and had lunch, and then here I am. So, hopefully, you're out there enjoying lots of craft beer. As you know, if you listened a couple weeks ago, I was at the Global Flavor Fest. I had a good time. My brother had a booth, and I was there with him. And um, uh, he sold some art, and I got to talk with people and check out some beer. And... Um, this uh, last Friday, if you didn't know, uh, I, I, I wish I'd mentioned it on last week's show, but it, there's sometimes so much going on, but it was National Have a Beer Day. So hopefully you had a beer. Not that there's really an excuse for us to need to have a beer, but it's always fun. Um, and then um, you'll see some posts on Instagram. So if you really want to find out where the bottle share as it is, the party, whatever it is going on with the beer ambassador, is Instagram is where most of it's happening. I try and step on uh, Facebook and I'm working on some LinkedIn stuff. So you should be looking there as well um, as I get that going here this week. But um, uh, Instagram is probably the biggest one to see what's going on. But this weekend on Saturday was National Coffee Day. And then today was International Coffee Day. Why are there two and they're so close together? I don't know. People like coffee. I only drink coffee in my beer. So that's my quote. And I enjoy uh, coffee beers that are usually stouts, obviously. And uh, so we'll talk about that kind of thing as well. But uh, there's a lot going on in the world of crop beer. Sometimes I can't really cover it all here. I really, I really, I can't cover it all, my friends. But I, I try to, I try, uh, and I do work on that. So um, um, anyways, the long and the short are, uh, I want to say thanks for being faithful listeners in the more than four years we've been on air, and uh, we'll see what's going on. We're going to have some bottle shares and some things going up in this next year. Got some t-shirt designs and that kind of stuff, and hopefully you'll be able to enjoy some some more of that kind of stuff. Um, but without any further ado, I had Travis Hammond, and uh, uh, he's the Western Region Representative for the BJCP, which is the Beer Judges Certification Program, which I think is really cool. I've been involved with that organization and judging, uh, even though it hasn't been official and it's, it's, it's changing now, uh, uh, for about 10 years. And um, if you want to learn about beer, I've always told people, if you want to learn about beer and different styles, one of the best things to do is have that app on your phone, open it up when you're trying beers, sit down and try, try the beers and, and, uh, and be able to do that. So anyways, uh, the, the long and the short of all of that, my friends, is, uh, I sat down 
with him. It's about 25 minutes here, and uh, well, it's going to take us to the end of the show, but I want you guys to listen, and I'll have some good stuff next week. I want to say thanks again for, for listening, and go out and drink some good beers with good people, good food, and hang out and have more good beer. Here's the interview with uh, Travis Hammond, my friends. Hey, the Beer Ambassador, Mikhail Woodward here. I am at uh, Beer Vana in Portland, Oregon, basically Homebrew Con. And, um, and I'm sitting here with uh, Travis Hammond from, uh, he's Quaff, he's a homebrewer, he's also in the BJCP, and he happens to be the Western Region Manager, Area Director, Repres- or something, representative, representative. That's, that's what it is. So um, I, I got him for an interview, so we're going to talk with him. So thanks for coming on the show. You bet. Um, to talk to you. I'd like to know, first of all, I'm just going to jump into it because we're at Homebrew Con. How many Homebrew Cons have you done? This is my 10th in a row. Tenth in a row, and you were telling me a lot that you guys, as Quaff, um, when when uh, the 2011 one was in San Diego, is that right? Yep. So you were working on that one a lot. We were, yeah. That was that was very intense. We basically had a second job for almost an entire year leading up to that. All the uh, the local homebrewers had to do all the organizing and finding the speakers and planning all the events and things. Nowadays, the uh, American Homebrew Association does a lot of the work for the local people. We appreciate that. Yeah. So 10 years is pretty awesome. Um, and you've been judging uh, and a member of, of GB, the BJCP as long as, as that, that mm-hmm. long? Yep, since about early 2009. Yeah. Okay. So with my tongue getting tied here, just for people who don't know, uh, BJCP is the Beer Judges Certification Program. And they really uh, are the governing um, body or organization for um, for understanding how to, to conduct uh, competitions, brew competitions, but they don't conduct the competitions. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, just BJCP and even what I was talking about there? Yeah, sure. So we are a certification program. Our primary purpose is to recognize uh, talented judges. Yeah. Um, and uh, we have some secondary components to that. Uh, we, we produce uh, style guidelines that describe you know, sort of objectively how beers should, you know, taste for competitions. Sure. Um, but of course, we don't run competitions, and competitions are uh, welcome to use whatever style guidelines or score sheet type materials that they choose to. Yeah. Um, but we've provided sort of a baseline and some, and some guidance, competition handbooks, those types of things for people that uh, want to get involved in that. So you and I talked like 10 years ago, even like, I'd say seven, eight years ago, maybe six years ago, it was really hard to get like a testing right and, and so much growth is happening you guys are doing testing like pretty often now so right talk about the growth and like how, since you're doing the western region mm-hmm. how people can find it or, or what what to do sure yeah so if somebody's interested in becoming a beer judge uh, the website is bjcp.org mm-hmm. um, and there's a uh, if you go on the right hand side there's a, a list of scheduled exams and they're all over the country we hold about 10 per month and each of those exams is limited to 12 people. So it's still kind of a limited, uh, because of the amount of effort that goes into grading the exams, that we had to limit the number of exams we give. Um, so people, we, we have people sort of prove that they want to become a judge by taking first an online exam. We're talking, it's, it's, yes. it's kind of like... So it's a, changed. It used to be right. a written and a, a sensory uh, exam together, and now you've separated them. Right, yeah. So the, the online exam is... Uh, 
it's 180 questions in 60 minutes. It's like beer trivia pursued about... That's, yeah, that's crazy <laughs> fast. I mean, you got to get through it, right? Yeah, beer styles, processes, ingredients, faults. But that sounds like really... I mean, it's awesome that you're saying that, and, and you put it in that way. It's like beer trivia, and I, and I like that. Yeah, it's but, fun. But, <laughs> but I'm going to say, it, it, seems, it sounds daunting. Like, i got to do 120 questions in 60 minutes. Yeah. I, I can't finish that. It's intense. Yeah. So, does, I mean, do people actually finish it? Sure, yeah. Most people get through it, um, you know, one way or the other. But it's, does it matter if you finish it? What if I only get, like, 100 questions? Well, or? Yeah, yeah, so you need about a 55% uh, correct rate to pass. Okay. So you can, you can skip some questions and still get by. But, yeah. You know, it, it takes... Uh, it's a little intimidating at first because it seems like a lot of information, but um, a lot of the things are, are pretty straightforward too. You know? Yeah, um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be afraid of. So it. okay, well that's good to know because yeah. some people might feel like, hey, I'm interested. I'd like to do that. I'd like to become like a judge. I'd like to do some competitions, but uh, maybe it's intimidating, a little overwhelming. Sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's really not that bad. No, um, and I, you know, if anybody's interested in becoming a judge, you can always there's there's local people almost everywhere that we can connect you up with just to kind of get your feet wet too yeah. you know you can go and try judging or you know take a continuing ed class there's a lot of uh, places that do that yeah and if they I, I think that having the BJCP app which I have mm -hmm. is really um, instrumental in understanding beer so I talk to people all the time and say hey if you want to they're like how do I learn about beers how do I become better at, at understanding beers mm -hmm. and I'm like hey just grab this app mm -hmm. And when you're going to drink a beer, find out what that beer is and go look at the style and then just read about the, the, the aroma and the head and, and how it's supposed to look and, mm -hmm. and just basically the history and that kind of stuff. And while you're reading it and you're tasting it and you're looking at it, it helps to kind of instill it in you. Sure. Yeah, it becomes, <laughs> and that's important if you want to become a beer judge because um, when you take... So if you get through the online exam, we give you a six-beer judging exam where yeah. you actually grade beers as though you would in a competition, and you don't get to use the style guidelines, but you yes. have to compare the beer in front of you to the style guidelines. Yes. So you have to sort of know you know, the major components of those beer styles um, off yeah. the top of your head. So it helps to have that one yeah. sort of uh, classic commercial example that you can tie your perceptions to yeah five or six words and you have that as a reference right, right. so you can go as mm -hmm. a reference plus it's uh, fun so. i mean well and, and and honestly now that you guys have it where you can do an online test which is pretty awesome mm -hmm. you can take it more than once as you're saying sure and and uh so it's it's not that much but even with me i just think about do, is it going to be daunting do i mm -hmm. you know can i can i get through this because that's a lot of questions sure. i get ten I, you know i don't know if everybody does i get test anxiety uh, I always have. I've done well, but I, it doesn't matter what the test is. I get a little anxiety. Yeah. I think that's natural for people. So, um, and then once they're done with the online, then they can try and get into one of those ones that's a sensory. Right. And mm -hmm. and that's twelve people. Right. Six. Yeah. It's a six beer uh, judging exam. Um, and you know they're they're uh, they're always organized by somebody local. So you have to kind of look at the sheet and see. I would say like a year in advance, which test you want to try to sign up for and get in contact with the uh, exam administrator, try to get on their, their list. Um, like I was saying earlier, uh, in 2010, when homebrewing was really popular, we had an 80-person waiting list in San Diego. I mean, yeah. you just couldn't that's get crazy. in. That's um, crazy. But now with the online exam, that kind of screens out the people that were just doing it, you know, or lightheartedly. Now it's like, it's a pretty serious deal. So. Yeah. You know, we, we have seats available now. We're also seeing, um, uh, I, I guess, less of a demand for the exam. So, um, you know, if you're interested in being a beer judge, 
absolutely can can do it. You just got to stick with it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Study and. Well, and 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 I think another good way is if people are interested, uh, go steward. Sure. Yeah. Steward. You can learn about it and the process and realize it's not that big a deal and meet some of the people and get involved in a local uh, competition. Yeah. Really good point. Mm -hmm. Um, No stress there. No stress there. Mm -hmm. And then and then you do that. And but you said uh, it's a it's about once you take the test. It's about six months to get your results. Yeah, I mean... We, I know you're trying to do it faster, yeah, but up, yeah, up we, to six months, right? We, we've had them as fast as, you know, two to three months, but we, we tell people, you know, don't start bugging people till at least four months. Because gotcha. that's just... The, the grading process is fairly involved. Gotcha. Because, um, you know, when you're taking the, the beer judge exam in a back room somewhere, there's three sort of advanced or experienced judges judging the same beers. And what we do is we take the, the score sheets that those proctors have produced along with some notes from the exam administrator who's gathered the beers for the exam, and they know how old it is, is it a homebrew, did they do anything specific to it? For sure. Um, So all that information goes to a a high-ranking judge someplace, along with your score sheets, Mm -hmm. and, you know, we we grade you on five different areas there, your perceptive ability, descriptive ability, Mm -hmm. your completeness and clarity, uh, the feedback that you give the brewer, and your scoring accuracy. So all of that is very, you know, intense process to uh, to get through. So we give everybody, and they're all volunteers too, we don't pay yeah. anybody to grade, so we give them some leeway there to take their time and get it done. I got you. So, and then of course, depending on your score, you were telling me, so we, there's mm-hmm. the different levels, so go through the different levels, and sure. even if you don't uh, pass, right? Yeah, so so if you if you take the exam, uh, the, 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 the online exam, and, you, and then you qualify for the six-beer judging exam, when you take that, you're in the BJCP. You are a BJCP member, one way or the other. If you score below a 60 on that exam, mm-hmm. you're what we call an apprentice judge. Okay. Um, and essentially, we we keep your record open for two years, and you have two years to improve that. Um, honestly, we, we keep your records longer than that, so you can come back anytime. But if you score greater than a 60, uh, less than a 70, okay, you're, you're in a band what we call recognized beer mm-hmm. judge. Mm-hmm. Um, if you score between a 70 and an 80, you will be a uh, certified beer judge once you accumulate five uh, judging points or five, five points. Is it a point a per, per comp or what? Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah, one, one point per competition. Um, if you do a bigger competition where you have multiple sessions, you can get like 1.5 you know, points per competition. But sure. You can also get continuing education, uh, non-judging points mm-hmm. that can count and help make you halfway there. Nice. But if you're so between seventy and eighty, and you get those five points, you'll be a certified judge. If you get above an eighty, you actually have the opportunity to become a, uh, a national level judge, but you have to pass another exam, and that's a very intense. Uh, I think it's six essays um, in ninety minutes, and it's it goes in a lot more detail, comparing and contrasting beer styles, and it really tests your knowledge. Sure. Um, and if you get above a 90, then you're eligible at some point to become a master level beer judge, too. Wow, that's awesome. But, you know, that's, okay. that, that's some years down the road. Yeah, yeah. But we, I know, I've met a master or two. I've met several nationals and, of course, um, certified. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, as I told you, since 2010, I've been doing mm-hmm. competitions, especially the Southern California Regional Homebrewers Comp. And uh, have actually uh, won awards in that competition too. Nice, it's very, very nice. nice. Mm-hmm. If you guys didn't know that, now you know. <laughs> um, so let's get. To, how did you? How did you join BJCP? I'm assuming it's because you're a home brewer. Yeah, yeah. So I was a home brewer, um, and I heard about uh, through the Quaff 
club meetings, and I was going to the Guaf uh, meetings in San Diego, that they were going to host a beer judge certification program okay. uh, exam. Yeah. And uh, one of the local uh, homebrewers uh, was putting that, basically it was 13 weeks every Wednesday night for three hours, you know, and I was, I couldn't get enough homebrewing at the time, so decided to go for it. And that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Three hours for 13 weeks. That's right. like that's like going, going to school, right. college class or something. And that's considered the review portion. You're supposed to do the work outside of that. So wow. it, was, it was pretty intense. Okay. But, um, but it's know, not like that anymore. No, no, it still is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. When you that's com- good to know. When you commit to taking the exam, usually the exam administrator will put on some sort of a class or, and, or the people uh, who are taking them test mm-hmm. and organize themselves and get together and taste beers every yeah. every week. And yeah, I was with one. Yeah. I wasn't able to take the test because I was on a waiting list, but it was good to sit down with the people mm-hmm. and talk, you know, we'd get commercial styles and pour them and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's nothing, there's no substitute like for putting pencil to paper and actually grading those beers every week. Yeah, you know, we didn't do that, and I think we should have, so that's mm-hmm. a good that's yeah. a good call. Yeah, if you want to score the same high. thing I've been doing in judging, so I think that's why... Um, you know, you get used to that and mm-hmm. it makes yeah. sense. Right? And you develop your own sort of style of yeah. how you judge the beers. Sure. Um, and then have some judges look at that, too, to kind of give you some feedback on yeah. how to improve. That works, too. So how did you basically start homebrewing? Let's, oh, my goodness. I mean, what, go back to it's that. Like what's, what's, back. Yeah, what's your history on why you got into homebrewing and then you joined Quaff? How did yeah. that happen? So I started uh, back in 1994. Uh, I was 20. Um, in Boulder, Colorado, okay. and I was up the street from a homebrew shop, and that helps. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned to my roommates at the time that hey, did you guys see this homebrew shop down there? I stuck my nose in there, and it looked interesting. And my one roommate had actually homebrewed before, so we decided, well, let's make a batch. So yeah. we started doing that in the kitchen there, and. Um, Made about 10 batches of extract beer, varying qualities. One of them exploded on us, sitting in the bottles. Yeah. Um, but then I moved to San Diego in 2001 and um, was in small apartments, so I couldn't really brew. I was with roommates I didn't know, sure. didn't have a barrage, and so I kind of put things on the shelf from about 2001 through 2007. Mm-hmm. Then I moved into a house in Poway and had a two-car garage out in the suburbs, and you know, now you can't even park a car in the garage anymore with the brew equipment and nice. you know, all the fermenters. And the, you know. How big is your system? Uh, I just I typically brew five gallon batches or six gallon batches. Okay. Yeah. But they. I can brew up to twelve though. Yeah. The twenty gallon pot. Okay. Yeah. And so then the next, you know, so you start with that and you joined Quaff. Yeah. So I brewed. I, I came back and brewed for about a year, and I was just amazed with how much information was out there on the internet at that point. You know, like these types of videos, mm-hmm. people sharing their experiences, uh, got into the brewing network and podcasts. And yeah. Things. And, those those um, good guys. Yeah, good folks. Um, and uh, yeah, then I. I wanted to go see what other people were doing locally so I joined uh, the Society of Barley Engineers oh, yeah. in northern San Diego because yeah. I was living up that way and they met at Stone Brewing and a bunch of nice folks and then I moved uh, a little bit more central and joined Quaff okay. um, and started going to those meetings so, yeah. yeah same for me going. I was you know in the Inland Empire and was part of the Inland Empire Brewers mm-hmm. treasurer for a time there um, and then moved to Orange County, and you know I'm still like kind of honorary and very good friends with those people. But sure, you got to go to the, another club that's local. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. So then, uh, so how long have you been a member of Quaff? Um, I joined in like November 2008, so okay. ten years now. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, do you enter competitions with your homebrews? I do. I enter the, well, I mostly focus on the national homebrew competition these okay. days. Um, it's a lot of work to yeah. <laughs> prepare the entries and to try to hit the style guidelines yeah. and, you know, package things and shipping things. So I did that for years and years, and um, I, just, I, I brew less and less nowadays. Sure. Um, like I do, yeah. unfortunately. We're just less, busy, right? Less time, yeah, yeah. Other things jumping out there. Um, but I still enter this competition. So. Nice. Yeah. So have you won any awards? Uh, yeah, I've won, I've won medals in the first round. I've never won a second round. Award, second round. So, so first round. Gun, so keep going. I just it. did a show. If, you, if, any, if anyone li- is listening here, you wanted to reference last week's show with Mike Neese, who was in my home youth club, and he's got more than 70 awards. Um, but he's waiting. Uh, he's never done a nationals either. Oh. But he got through first round uh, of the nationals, and uh, and he's waiting for you know results on second round here. Right, see, right. Well, we'll judge it tomorrow. Yeah, I know it's <laughs> gonna be fun. So, how many judges do you have here at HomebrewCon judging the national con- uh, the competition? That is a good question. I'm actually not sure. Ballpark? You're not sure? Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of beers. Do you know how many beers are entered at all? I think there's like 11 or 1,200 entries at this point. Okay. Cause and the- these are all top rounds. So they're right. first, second, third places for their for their uh, area. For each of the 12 different regions. For the different yeah. regions. And it's 33 different categories of beers. Yeah. So, you know. That's awesome. Though. Yeah, it's a lot. So tell us about the just about the regions. How what are the regions? How is that broken up? Uh, it changes from year to year. Um, we they they try to have twelve regions generally. Um, the AHA sets that up, but it really it depends on where the pockets of brewers seem to be. And okay. One, the, one of the main things is, is is there somebody there willing to organize the first ah, round? So okay. It's, it's a volunteer position. They do yeah, a yeah. lot of work. I got you. So. Okay, and then of course, if you're organizing, you get points and stuff mm-hmm. for being involved, not just judging, but you're organizing and that right. kind of stuff. I think they comp your conference too. Nice, <laughs> that's good to know. It's the I least didn't they know can that. Do. Should do competition. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so yeah, that's fascinating. So you, you have all this stuff, yeah. and then how does it work here when you get to? So you guys are going to tomorrow. You're doing well. By the time people hear this, it was last week. So right. when you just so you know. I'm going to post this uh, on YouTube, but if you're hearing it here on, on air, then, then it's already happened. But what happens, uh, you judge tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, you guys have many best of shows, of course, for each category, right? Mm-hmm. And then you and all that goes to a best of show. So just tell us how that whole process works and for the award show that's going to happen, you know, Saturday. Saturday, night. yeah. So tomorrow, uh, basically, judges are going to... We're doing something different this year, too. It's kind of interesting. They have dedicated mini best-to-show judges. Okay. Because one of the problems we find is that uh, sometimes people choose, you know, two or three entries to go to mini-boss against uh, the entries that other judge pairs have selected. But then they're they're still championing for their beer, you know, in the second round. So now it's basically um, two judges will sit down and judge six or seven beers. Yep. And they will pick basically their two favorites. Okay. And most of these categories have 30 plus, en- well, so three entries times 12 regions, yep. 36 entries. Yeah. So you're going to have, what, uh, six different judge pairs. But we have no way of knowing if those two judges are just tougher judges than the other ones. Sure. So we want them to pick their two best ones. And each of the judge pairs is going to pick their two best. Okay. And they all go to a table together. Uh-huh. And then separate judges that weren't involved in that first judging will select 
That's it's nice. First, second, third. Okay. Yeah. So it's they try to keep it as blind as possible. Right, right. And this is the first time that I've done this. I think the guys that are organizing it have done this before, and they nice. said it works really nicely. So wow. should be interesting. And then, of course, there'll be the winner for each of mm-hmm. uh, the 33 categories. Yep. And then there's third. some other stuff that goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a, a multiple where um, if you for people who won several awards, mm-hmm. um, there's some kind of recognition award or, or the, the most... And there's also the for the for the homebrew club that wins the most awards, the right. Radagast Award. Uh, yeah, so the, there's two club type awards. Okay. Uh, the Radagast is one we call it the you know the best batting average. So yes. it's it's the most medals with the least with the fewest entries in the Ah, round. see that's good to understand that. Yeah, so okay. it really provides those smaller clubs an opportunity to be recognized sure. for, for just you know turning out a high percentage of really good beer. Okay. Um, the other one is the AHA Homebrew Club of the Year Award, and okay. that's that's basically for whichever club gets the most second-round points. Yep. But, a, a, a you know, Quaff has won that the last two years, but we, we have the advantage of having, you know, 350 members, sure. and 90 of those are competing in this competition. Ah. So we, we've advanced, you know, 50 beers to this competition. Yeah. So if we could score a decent amount of points on, most, on, on a good number of those beers, you know, then you're going to do well again. Then, then we'll do well again. <laughs> but this year, more than any in the last couple of few years, we've we've got some serious competition. Does from the Bay Area has turned out some good stuff. Yep. Yeah. So we'll see. It's interesting. Yeah, the club I'm in, we just uh, people aren't aren't they're at, they do a local. We do a local one that I talked about last week. Yeah. But um, but not like nationals. Not a lot of people doing nationals. Sure. Um, what do you think uh, is the best thing uh, about homebrew con? For me, it's the social stuff. It's meeting people, and uh, you know, I get a lot of ideas that I, you know, I when I come home from HomebrewCon, I'm super psyched to start brewing again. You know, yeah. it's probably the worst time of year, July and August, September <laughs> in San Diego yeah, it's to, hot. to be brewing. Yeah, yeah, I got that. But uh, for some reason, I come home from here with a bunch of ideas and, and energized with you know, enthusiasm that everybody else, you know, it's kind of infectious. Yeah, um, and you know. Just renews my love of homebrewing. Plus, you know the social stuff and enjoying. Um, we we have a couple of different big social events here. The club night. Yep. The clubs all love have, the club night. Oh yeah, they put on fun booths with themes and things. But the best part of that is, is I go to my friends or people I'm meeting. I say, "Where's the you know what's the best beer you've had all night?" And they point you, "Hey, right there. You know, go get that blueberry cranberry wheat or whatever." And you know, it just happens to be a fantastic beer. So nice. It's very fun. Um, is there anything you're looking forward to, Alice, this year? I mean, this is the 40th year, and you've been coming for like 10 years. So, right, right. Uh, you know, and Charlie Papazian is kind of retiring yeah, this year, never, and they had his beer. So I haven't tried it yet, but Charlie's beer. You know, I, you know, I've never actually met Charlie. Oh, I he's really nice. It, but really I, nice. I, I, that, well, that you'll would have to be, do that. I was gonna say that would be you know a goal for this year. Okay, I'm gonna meet, shake Charlie's hand, and give him a toast. Cool. Yeah. So we only have a, a little bit of time left, but sure. it's interesting. I had no idea. Um, I saw that the theme for the Homebrew Con 2018 is Beervana, mm-hmm. um, but then I didn't realize that the nickname of Portland is Beervana. Right. Uh, so, because there's so many breweries, I mean, it literally was a five breweries yesterday, mm-hmm. and they're all within walking distance, yeah. you know. And um, so, are there any breweries you're looking forward to here? And 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 what do you think about being here in Portland? Oh, I love Portland. I mean, it's a beer and food city, and. Uh, you know, the weather is beautiful this week, which, yeah. you know, I mean, we, we, got we couldn't, ask, there. We couldn't Dude, ask for more. It's like, yeah. it's like you know, yeah. low to mid-70s in the daytime and low to mid-50s at night. It's really nice yeah, weather. Yeah, you bet. Um, yeah. 
it's funny, you know, I've been to Portland a few times, so I've hit a lot of the breweries, and, you know, Cascade Barrel House is fantastic, and I love Hair of the Dog, but I've been, this time I've been um, focusing on uh, wineries and distilleries oh, really? and some of the other things. Uh, coffee is one of my yeah. other favorite beverages. Not so got a, yeah, he's yeah, drinking some right now. they got a bunch of craft coffee places that I want to check cool. out, too. So th- I don't know that there's anything specific on my I don't know if you know this, but I forgot about it, but Deschutes turned 30. Oh, yeah. And cool. so today, in fact, they're, they have like a bunch of beers on. But they also, this Saturday, which will be once the people here on the show, it's last Saturday. But um, uh, basically, they, they distill their own spirits, too. They have whiskey and all that. Mm-hmm. So they have Never a whole that. tasting going on Saturday. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Just that. So, yes, so you Thanks know. Thanks for the info. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's any well, good. Yeah, and, and right around the corner, there's a new one called Backpedal Brewery that's opened up for just a few months, I think. You know? Okay. And uh, Vaughn... Eckert or Ebert? Von Ebert. Hmm. So there's a lot of stuff here. Yeah, indeed. Sweet. Well, um, can you give people the information for BJCP, again, the the website or whatever they want to be able to go find out about the testing? Yeah, so we're, wow, it's an interesting time, but we're in between websites. Okay. The the main website is bjcp.org, but there's also dev bjcp.org so it's our developmental website we're okay. moving things over there slowly but it's not fully live yet okay but dev.bjcp.org has some of the newest and best stuff where the old one has everything is reliable and all the links work there so okay you may hit some frustration on the on the new website and i know you guys have a facebook page we do we have a facebook group um, and that's open to uh, BJCP members and non-members alike yeah. that are interested in beer judging. Yes, but don't troll anyone out there. All right, <laughs> yeah. so be nice. Yeah, please. So you can go on there. Is that that you guys do uh, Instagram as well, or just a Facebook? Uh, not that I know of. Okay, I'm, I'm not sure. That's good. Yeah. Well, that's how people can find you. Yep. And I want to say it was a pleasure meeting you. Yeah, Thanks for coming on the man. show. Absolutely. And uh, I look forward to having a beer with you. We already had beers on it, so we just <laughs> came from having a whole session. And the lunch was fantastic. Really nice, right? Yeah, yeah. really nice lunch that uh, yeah. that BJC puts on. <laughs> uh, I think it's time to go. So until next time, my friends, I want to say thanks to Travis for coming on the show. Yeah. And as always, drink good beer, eat good food, hang out with good people like Travis, and drink more good beer. Cheers. Cheers.